may be boring, but his guests aren't. It's Al's Boring Podcast. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here, and my guest today on the podcast is Adam Glynn. Did I say that right? You said it right, Adam Glynn. You Adam said it Glenn. perfectly. Now, Adam, you work at uh, TMZ, and you are you call yourself a um, street journalist. A street journalist is that? I don't know if that's a real no, thing, I like but that. it's like I, I like to call myself that. I think that's a good thing. So I, I think I met you a few years ago, just coming out of this building. Yeah, uh, I think you 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 wanted to ask Craig something. So you're you're one of the guys on the streets for TMZ where you uh, try to talk to celebrities and people in the media and that sort of thing on camera. Yeah, I run around the streets of New York City. I, I'm I'm in charge pretty of New York City. That you know, TMZ is based in LA, but there's a small, small office in New York City, and I, I'm the long running camera guy. There's three of us here, but I've been there the longest, and uh, I run around the streets of New York City, and I have a pretty good gig. It's just try to find celebrities and have a fun interaction with them. Right. You know, and it, occasionally it's a news story, and you got to ask them about news stories, but at the end, of the, I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan of these people, and I want to have a fan experience and just have a fun, cool interaction with these celebrities. Yeah, so we met you on the street a couple of years ago. I think you wanted to ask Craig something about yeah, something that was going on, and then... A uh, couple months later or a year later, I went to see the band Train at the MLB Fan Cave. They were performing. Yeah. And when I came out from the, the show, you were there, and you were very nice. You said, would you like to meet Train? When they come out, I'm going to try to grab them. Pat Monahan, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, on camera. It was great. It was very nice of you to do that. Oh, dude, the, the best part about my job is, like, getting to, like, I've, I've got, I'm fortunate, just like you, we've been able to meet a lot of people who we've always dreamed about meeting, and the people we, insp- that inspire us, we're fans of, and I've been fortunate enough that I've been able to do that already. So now I get more excited when people I know are fans of someone, and they get to meet the celebrity right. they wanted to meet, like, you ask any girl, they're always they always want to say, "I want to meet Kim Kardashian." So a bunch of girls I know, I've gotten to get photos with Kim Kardashian. Um, you know, I've gotten video messages to people that people are fans of. I mean, you were at Train, and one of my but I was with a buddy of mine who's in a big Train fan, and they got to meet Pat Monahan. And it's funny because Pat would always see me on the streets, and I kept telling about telling him about my buddy Lance who's obsessed with train and finally Pat got to meet my buddy Lance and got a photo with him. And that made his day, you know, yeah. train's a good band. Too. They're a very good band. They're a great band. I love Pat. He's great. When he goes on Howard Stern, he's a very open, honest guy. He's got his own podcast where he's, he's really good on that as well. Yeah. He performed at Howard's wedding, I think. Yes. Yeah. Now, now, uh, on this podcast, I, I generally speak with uh, broadcasters, a lot of sports broadcasters, uh, journalists, that sort of thing. And and uh, in the beginning, I said you are a street journalist. Uh, a lot of people maybe have misconceptions about TMZ and what they do, you as a street journalist, versus what people would call paparazzi. For people that think TMZ is the paparazzi, what, what is the difference of that for you, for what, what you do and what someone who w- would be called the paparazzi do? I, you know, you could call me a paparazzi, but I mean... At the end of the day, I feel like I'm a journalist. You know, it's, uh, you know, paparazzi is sort of a negative term, but you could call me that. I really don't mind. I don't care. You know, if you see what I do, it's it's fun. You know, it's nothing, you know, when I first started doing the job, which was over six years ago, I didn't know if I felt like a good person, like putting a camera in someone's face and because it's just awkward. It's But then you figure out a way to have fun with it and charm them and have a good interaction. You know when to approach a celebrity, when not to. I mean, there is some people that are, you know, in any job, there's some people who are, 
kind of not the best, but you know, there's, there's corrupt cops, there's corrupt doctors and stuff like that. You know, again, it can get pretty dirty at sometimes, but you know what, for me, I'm just looking for a fun interaction. You know, I don't go after people when they're with their family, with their kids, you kind of know when to approach them. And I want them to see me not bothering them when they're not with their kids. But remember me, I'm the one not bothering. Remember me, Hey, listen, I'm a good guy, you know? And, uh, it's, there, is there a difference? I mean, all, I can only speak on my behalf and what I do. All I'm trying to do is have a fun interaction with these celebrities. If I ever wanted to do a talk show and I wanted Oprah to do my talk show, if I wanted Maury Povich, if I wanted uh, Henrik Lundqvist, I wanted these people to do my talk show. You, As you know, these publicists are not the best people. They're not the nicest people, especially to guys like us. You call them and right there they make the decision, oh, no, they can't do it or no, they won't talk to you. Why? You didn't ask the person. Right. Go ask the person. So I go around the public and go right towards the person, try to ask them the questions. And you know what? I always tell each celebrity, give me one chance. Give me one opportunity. I promise you, you will have a good experience and you'll do it again. And therefore, I've been pretty, you know, somewhat successful about, at what I'm doing, you know, and uh, it's I enjoy what I do. I fun. I you know I've gotten to meet everyone I wanted to meet, and the celebrities have fun with me. You know I've had some insane experiences. One time Shaq was here, leaving here, and I ran down here. Shaq saw me, ran after me, grabbed me, threw me in the truck with him, and brought me around to all his press stops. I went to the View with him. I went to a good a GMA with him. I went to a Jimmy Fallon. Like I did so much stuff. I mean I hung out the whole day with Shaq, and those are the experiences you live for. I mean I've had Beyonce. Put me in a music video. Uh, uh, Stevie Wonder took my camera and filmed me. Uh, like it's, I've sang with uh, Michael Bublé and Wyclef. You know, it's like these incredible experiences I've had. And I'm not, uh, you know, when I run around the streets, it's not me and an audio guy and a team. It's a one-man rock band. And I, at the end of the day, you know, I want people to just respect the hustle. Like, you know, it's 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 just me. I'm the one trying to find these people. And so, like, just give me a chance. Give me a chance. And some of these celebrities give me a chance, and they have good they have good experiences with it. Yeah, when I when I look at videos that are on TMZ, and TMZ has a whole TMZ sports section, which I go to a lot for uh, working with Boomer and Carton. It for the most part, I, and I, in fact, I can't even remember they're looking like bad experiences. So it looks like when you when you find somebody in New York, it seems like a very friendly. It's cool. I mean, interaction. Like, it's it's not like an angry where you're trying to corner somebody on something, right? I I listen. If you're in the news story, and if if it's a news story and you're in the news story, I'm going to ask you about the news story. I mean, it's the elephant in the room. You have to talk about. It. I'll get in trouble if I don't ask you about that news story. But yet again, that news story that I ask you about might be the biggest interview you do all day. You know, that's what people forget about. It's not me. It is me, but it's not me. It's just the TMZ platform. Uh, but you know. Again, I feel like sometimes people open up to me a little bit more. You know, when you come do the Today Show, when you do Jimmy Fallon, when you do The View, when you do Good Morning America, there's cameras on you. There's the lights on you. There's there's the makeup team. People get nervous, you know, and they kind of tense up a little bit. It's just me and you on the street. I'm holding the camera, and it's kind of a fluid conversation. You could talk, you know, you could hit all your points, what do you want, you know. So, again, I... I'm fortunate enough that I'm a big fish in a small pond here. It's not L.A. In L.A., obviously, you see cam- you see the videos. There's cameras everywhere. Everyone's getting, you know, it's these crazy paparazzi, you know, things that happen, you know. And in New York, it's kind of chill. I kind of Why? know all the- I think there's just less of us. But, you know, I personally, I try to stay away from, like, if all the paparazzi, right now it's New York Fashion Week. All the paparazzi is going, trying to get Kim Kardashian right now. You know, Kim's cool. I love Kim. She's super nice to her fans. I've... 
kind of dealt with Kim for a long time now before she became how you know this whole this empire. But I so everyone's after Kim. I'll go for someone like you know who I interviewed the other day, Charlie Sheen. No one knew that Charlie Sheen was in New York. And you know what? Charlie Sheen's done two interviews since he came out HIV positive. He did Matt Lauer. He did Dr. Oz. And this is as far as I know. He could have done more as far as I know. But he did Matt Lauer. He did Dr. Oz. And that was his third interview. I mean, again, he, I just ran into him on the street and talked to Charlie Sheen. It's pretty cool. But always, I, I think it's a tough job in what you do in that when celebrities are on the street, they always seem to be on the move. So, in other words, it's hard to get them to stop the talk, right? Because yeah. otherwise, then it's a scene. People want to take pictures with them. People sure. want autographs. It's the only. So it's 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 like a moving interview. If I saw Matt Lauer on the street doing an interview with, uh, you know, Brad Pitt, you don't just walk up in the middle of the interview and say, "Hey, Brad, <laughs> can I get a photo with you?" Like that's what happens during my interviews. That happens with Charlie <laughs> Sheen. Like someone just walks up, "Yo, Charlie, can I get a photo with you?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm in the middle of an interview. This interview <laughs> could be huge right now." But uh, it's difficult, but yet again, it's fun. That's part of the fun part about it. If you could, you know, I, I tell people, it's like, I hit on girls, I hit on guys. You have to charm these people into right. talking to them, and then you hope they open up for you, and they hope they give you the benefit of the doubt. You, they, you hope they give you a second. I talked to Oprah one time off camera, and she was like, you know what I like about you? She's like, you're hustling. You have to respect the hustle. And at the end of the day, you know, I want people to respect the hustle. Like, I have a game show right now that's called South of Wilshire, southofwilshire.com, but I, uh, I have the game show, but yet again, the game show is on air right now, but I still am doing what I'm doing for TMZ because I want people to, I enjoy what I'm doing, but I want people to respect the hard work and the hustle that I'm putting into this, you know, and and it's fun to me. Now, were you a Jersey kid? Jersey, grew up in Union. Now, you and I both went to Kane, I went to, it was Kane College when I went, you're younger I went than to me. Kane University. Kane University, yeah. same school though. So when you were going to Kane, did you want to be in the media? What was your I, deal there? You know, I don't know what I, I, I was doing stand-up comedy all through college. Like when I graduated high school, I went to Union High School. I did okay in school. I didn't have the best grades, but you know, I couldn't get into any of the colleges I really wanted to go to. So as a cover, I was like, I'm just going to do stand-up comedy, you know, and I did stand-up comedy at night and I was at Kane during the day. Would you do stand-up comedy in Jersey or did you? Did in New you... York City. I would actually, what I did was that I. That seems so, to me, living in Jersey and growing up in Jersey, New York City seemed so daunting to me from, uh, as a kid looking into New, I don't know, it just seemed like a dangerous place to go. I would never imagine to have the balls yeah. to go you know do what? something like that. I was dumb and I was young and I was just like, and you just think about doing stand-up comedy now. Like, it's crazy to do it, but I've yeah. been doing it long enough where I don't even think about it. But I was young enough, I was dumb enough, and I actually went to an open mic in New York City, me and a buddy. I did the open mic and I did okay at the open mic. The manager of the comedy club, this guy's buddy Flip, he was at the New York Comedy Club, says, hey, you seem funny. You know, you want to start working here for stage time? So for a year, I would work on Friday nights as a busboy at the comedy club. I was a seater and I was a busboy and I would get paid in stage time at the club. But I was so afraid to get for the stage time. I would just work there just to be at the comedy club. So I worked there every Friday night for free. It would cost me money because I had to come in from Jersey and pay for the train and stuff like that. I didn't have a lot of money. And I just kind of paid my way, started doing stand-up there and kind of eventually started doing open mics and then doing shows and working at the club for stage time. And then I developed a program where a lot of other comedians could work for stage time. I mean, it's very, you know, stage time is very hard to get. So if they help around the club, they would get paid in stage time. And I was doing stand-up comedy all through college. You know, it's, uh, you know, most people on Thursday nights were going out parties, you know, as you know, frat nights on Thursday nights. Right. But mine, I was, uh, Thursday nights, I was waiting around at a bar for five minutes of stage time at one in the morning, you know, and it was cool. I got to meet a lot of interesting comedians, and I liked being the young kid among all these older guys and stuff and performing. 
And w- so when you went to Kane, what was your major then? I majored in communications. You did? Yeah. Me, me as well. You as well. I yeah. interned at the Howard Stern Show. See, that's what I mean. When I, I loved Howard Stern. Sure. I still do. When I was at Kane, when I went to go do internships, I thought that seemed that show seemed so out of reach to me at at that point in my life that I couldn't even imagine doing an internship there. Yeah. So what did you do as an intern? I, there? Well, I applied for three years to get an internship, and I gave up on it. And I actually went to the Opie and Anthony show. It was really? Opie and Anthony at the time. And I interviewed with them. And then at the NEW. Guy, at uh, NEW, yeah, on 57th Street. And then all of a sudden... They kind of started getting weird. On I went for a meeting. They pretty much had the internship. What year are we talking? This was two thousand five. Two thousand five. This okay. was uh, so around two thousand five. So so O and A at that point are at Sirius. They or XM. They were. They were at XM, but they were based on fifty seven. Fifty seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's when they had the walk down and stuff yes. like that. So, but all of a sudden, uh, Dan the Song Parody Man. Remember him from the mm-hmm. Howard Stern show? Sure. You know, I became friends with Artie because uh, I did a show with Artie. Uh, at the Stress Factory, and he kind of knew. I kind of got involved with all the comedians who were on the Stern Show. Bob Levy, uh, Nick the Pot, like all those guys. He's kind of do small shows with them. Dan the Song Parody Man said, you know what? You want an internship at the Howard Stern Show? I'll get you an internship at the Howard Stern Show. Sent them my resume. Finally, they got back to me, had an interview, and I was, I mean, again, I'm a huge Stern fan. And then already working on the show. So I worked at Stern at K-Rock and then went to Sirius with them. So I did a whole year pretty much at, wow. at Stern. So I was at like, K Rock and Sirius. What with them. and what does a, a Howard Stern show intern do? I uh, it's actually not a bad internship. The hard part is, as you know, waking up early. Like I had to catch like the four o'clock train in Elizabeth, New Jersey, and I didn't Oof. have a lot of money, which is brutal. But uh, I, you know, I would answer the phone calls for like the Whack Packers when they want to get on air for the hotline. I'd help out Gary with his mail, uh, and then you actually get to be involved with the writers' meetings. And, you know, you sit in with a meeting with Howard and kind of come up with ideas. And that was like the coolest thing for me. And I pitched ideas for Howard. I pitched in the meetings. I got some stuff on air. I had the biggest man boob contest. Did a bunch of other stuff, like writing stuff for the show. Um, you know, you got to write questions for when people did red carpet stuff. And I really got involved with the writing process. I, I liked to work with Benji and Sal and Richard. Helped them out with prank phone calls. Uh, so it was pretty surreal to be working there, especially at that time. It was a very exciting time to be there when they made the transition from K-Rock to Sirius. Yeah. So then, uh, when that ends and then you're graduating from Kane. Well, it got, it stuck because that was the, that's when it kind of got pretty sour for me because, you know, I grad, I worked my butt off at the Stern show. I mean, I put in so many hours and I went above and beyond. I was a good intern. I was like going back, looking back, I was a great intern and they hired, like, four guys. One of the guys, Steve Brandano from the Stern Show, he got a job. Some other guys got some jobs. And, like, I, I don't know why I didn't get a job. I was like, dude, I'm doing nothing wrong here. I've done everything above and beyond. Like, how could you guys not hire me? And, I, you know, it, that was just, that was, like, the knife in the heart that I didn't get a job at the Stern Show. And then after that, I struggled to find a job. I couldn't find a job for two years. Uh, no, were you able to live off doing stand-up or no? Uh, I did. I was a, I was a golf caddy. I was a golf caddy at Baltusrol Golf Course, which is a really nice golf course, and which really helped me out. I was a substitute teacher, and I was doing stand-up comedy at night. And then during the winter, when golf caddying kind of cleaned house and there was kind of no more golf going on, I would just get by, like literally get by on stand-up comedy. I mean, I used, I used all my savings to pay for the train to go in and out of the city just to go to stand-up. And I mean, I had the craziest hours at the Stern Show. This is what I was doing. When I was in college, I'd wake up at 3.15 in the morning, catch the 4 o'clock train, come back to Jersey at 2 o'clock, 
And then I would uh, go to class from 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock at night. And then at 9 o'clock, I would go back into the city, do stand-up till 12.31, and then come home on the train, uh, drive home, and then catch a train the next day. I was bar- I was not sleeping. One of my—this is really shady. One of my brother's friends uh, was giving me B12 shots just for me to keep going. Just because by, you know— it was <laughs> Actual like a, injections? The actual injections <laughs> in my butt. My mom actually—my mom—I went for a skiing trip. I came back. My parents found the needle. They're like, what are you doing? I was like— it's not what you think. I'm actually taking B12 shots just to keep going. They're like, all right, you got to stop that. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, I was very focused when I was doing, but again, I, it was tough to graduate from college, leave the Stern show and not have a job there. I mean, that was just like, man, it was just a knife. I put so much energy. I put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. And uh, that was very difficult. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It's Al's Boring Podcast with Al Dukes. It was weird to me, uh, the whole Benji situation. I don't know if you were there when he was an intern or he was working there. But it's like Benji was an intern, then all of a sudden he was like head writer. Yeah. I don't I had no idea how that works. Benji, like, he was just there at a good time, I guess. I yeah. don't know how it worked, but Benji was a good—he still is an amazing writer. Like, if you see Benji's desk, he writes, like, the piece of papers and writes all the jokes for Howard. There's a stack of papers at the end of every episode. And that's the thing. As a Stern fan, I think uh, when Jackie would write a joke for Howard and—, and Howard use it, Jackie would laugh. Like, hey, yes. so you knew it was Jackie's joke. Right. Benji doesn't do that. You know, right. so but so you forget how much Benji does and contributes. I know he gets made fun of a lot, but Benji's really creative. He's a really smart guy. Yeah. So then how does the how does TMZ come to be? When well, was that even created? Uh it was created, I think was it was I feel like it came ten out years of, ago. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, it came it's like ten years ago by Harvey Levin. Well, I graduated from college, couldn't find a job for two years, went back to Kane, got my teaching certification, and uh, couldn't find a teaching job anywhere. So now my fallback is fall back on me. I had no really I was just getting by living home and it was really difficult not knowing what I'm going to do with my life and then I did a show uh in the crowd and someone in the crowd from TMZ was there and kind of through a friend of mine uh met a guy uh who worked for TMZ and said dude you got to hire my buddy Adam he, this guy is perfect for and the job and they were doing what they're doing now as far as uh guys on the street yeah, with cameras yeah he was he was a camera guy for TMZ and the guy actually my buddy was Darren Young. Do you know the WWE wrestler who came? Uh, he's a WWE wrestler who came out of the closet uh, a few years ago. He knew a guy who worked for TMZ and goes, dude, you have to meet my buddy Adam. He's perfect for the job. And this was before TMZ blew up. This was over six years ago. I mean, it's been, it was around, but not really as big as it is today. Yeah. And I sent them my stuff, and I sent them a, a reel I had of me at a, at a porn convention, actually, and uh, a bunch of other things. And... They called me up four months later on a Friday night, Memorial Day weekend. They said, you still interested in that job? It was the weirdest phone interview ever. It was like a 45-second phone interview. Like, okay, do you know New York City? Like, we're trust this guy's word. They said, you're a good guy. And then from there, they signed me to a two-week t- contract to see what I could do. And then from there, I just kind of signed with TMZ. So what, they hand you a camera and say, get just to work? Go, go to work. They trained me for a day. I went with a, the guy who got me a job for a day just to see what he does. And what is that? Like, what was just the kinda, training? Honestly, we just rolled around New York City and just, you know, and that's the coolest part about it. See, I, like, we literally just got lost in the West Village and just tried so to see what we run into. walking around? Walking around West Village. With a camera. With a camera and a book bag. No, they're smaller cameras, Small right? cameras. Not it's not, like, a big, it's not like you put on your shoulder. This is a handheld camera. A handheld camera. Okay, so you're walking around and this guy who's showing you the ropes... Does he start saying, oh, you know, there's a lot of celebrities in this part of the city? Like, how do you know 
where to go. You, this is a big city. It's a huge city, but you know what? And and I'll get into this later. But it's a big city, but you can make it into a small city. You know, and I. But this you're, is different you're a handful of guys only. But you know what? It's there's three of us in New York. I've you know I could say this, and I'm not saying this in a jerk way. I think I'm one of the, the most. Uh, I'm one of the top guys TMZ has had as camera guys ever, you know, in the history. But it's not like it's that old of a company. But yet again, <laughs> I've changed the game a little bit. But yet again, I'm very pro. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I like what I do. You, cr- I've created like a sixth sense. Like I could spot celebrities very easily. Like it's very like I, I can't turn it off. Like even when I go out, I was out at this Kanye party last night, and uh, I'm inside the party, and like I'm just like spotting celebrities. Like it's kind of dark, but I was like, oh, there's Heidi Klum. Oh, there, you know, I was just spotting. It, it's I've created a sixth sense. You train your eyes to find these people and just kind of know what to look for. And if you put yourself in West Village, if you put yourself in Prince and Mercer, if you stand on Prince and Mercer at that corner long enough, I guarantee you. A celebrity will walk by Why? you because that's where they all shop. That's where they like to come and hang out. So I kind of put myself in positions where I can know they'll kind of walk by. You know, I know what to look for. You just kind of – I'm very good with pop culture. Again, I developed a sixth sense where I could spot people pretty easily. I could spot people – I could spot celebrities, but I can't spot some kid I went to high school with a right. few years ago. You know, so it's pretty interesting. And then you do you go – let's say you spot a celebrity at that corner you yeah. just mentioned. What is your move? Uh, I'll just see what's going on. Like you kind of know when to approach and when not to approach. Uh, you know, that's what I kind of – justifies me like you know why i'm not a paparazzi i don't get paid per shot i get paid regardless so i just want to produce i mean of course i want my content to get on the show and get on the website but yet again i want to keep you know people happy you know and i don't want the celebrities to be pissed at me i don't want them to be angry with me so if i see them walking with their kids i'll let them see me not bothering them with their kids you know i like i remember i was at the garden once and i saw chris rock walking with his kid and he saw me with the camera, and he's like, hey, man, I really appreciate that. Same thing Zach Efron like, saw me one time with the camera, and I knew it was during a tough time with Zach, and I know he's not into it just because I kind of know he's not into it. And they won't, they're like, hey, man, I really appreciate it. I'm like, dude, I know. Like, just be cool to me off camera. You know, I want them to like me and say, you know, he's a good guy. I, I do have a heart. But yet again, I do have a job to do. Right. So, I mean, listen, it, Zach Efron, I give him a pass if I see him, you know, because I know he's not into it. But yet again, if Zach's in the news, I got to do my job. I'm a journalist, you know? And again, if... If I ever wanted to do a talk show, and, I, and if I ever went through the people, they would never do my talk show. But if I go right to the person, they will do my talk show. So, you know, yes, is it a different way of operating? Yes. But you know what? It's the way you go about it. And I've been nice to people, and, you know, most of them are nice back, and I've had some pretty insane experiences. And I always say, just give me one chance. Give me one chance, and I promise you, you'll have a good, uh, you'll have a good experience, and you'll maybe want to do it again. And, uh, you know, it's... From that, I've been somewhat successful. Did you have uh, ever have somebody that you got off on the wrong foot um, terribly, and then you won them over over the over time? And yeah, Rick Ross. Rick Ross was the. Uh, That's not a guy you want to. Yeah, cross. no. Rick Ross when he first came, <laughs> he was a scary dude, man. Rick Ross was like, uh, this is actually great. Rick Ross, you'd see all the time in New York. I'd see him all the time. He's here promoting stuff. He's always working on stuff, and he was very intimidating, dude. Big entourage, scary guy. Yeah, what do you do with an entourage? Oh, my God. Well, you just kind of go around them. I mean, you just kind of—obviously, I stand out, and they see me like, oh, this kid, we'll eat this kid up. Right. And he's got his bodyguards, and he would just never talk to me ever. One day, I uh, I see him coming out of uh, Atlantic Records, and I'm like, oh, and he comes out. Literally, it was like 40 people. It was all of Maybach music. Maybach music, that's his label. So he's coming out. And there was Wale was with him. Wale is another rapper under uh, Maybach. And I didn't care for Rick Ross because Rick Ross never talks to me. I'd rather go for Wale because Wale, I could get to talk to me. I start going towards Wale, and Rick goes, yo, film me. 
And I guess he got mad because I wasn't filming him. I was like, all right, what's up, Rick? And he starts bullying me, and I made it fun. He's like, you, I work, you're, I'm your boss. And he starts, like, he was, like, kind of, like, bullying me around, and I start playing into it. Like, if you're my boss, do we have, like, Christmas parties? How does this work? And his people are loving it. It was really funny. The next day, it blows up on TMZ, and I saw him the next day, and he came up to me. He's like, dude, that was pretty cool, man. I appreciate that. And ever since, he's been a... He's been a buddy of mine, and like when I see him, he's cool. He's on my TV show, um, you know, and I'm friends with his friends now. And he's like, I got invited to his his birthday party recently at the Evander Holyfield Mansion. There are lots of celebrities that want to be on TMZ. Are you hope you know what? Here's my thing. People always say that, like, oh, they want to be on. You know what? It's a it's a media stop, just like everything else, just like Boomer Carton is, just like you know today's show, the the View. They're all media stops. My thing is, just give me a chance. Give me make me a media stop, just like you make other people media stop like right. give me a second you know and i promise you you'll have a good experience so you know if you don't want to be seen go 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 stay at the marriott it's a nice hotel you know they back you know the continental breakfast in the morning some of them you know it's a nice hotel but if you're you know i'll i kind of go i walk by the four seasons you know i walk by the mandarin orientals i walk by the trump hotels that's where they want to say so but it's all a game it's all a business it's show business and do you have people that tip you off when they see celebrities I have, in town? Uh, you, did you see straight out of compton no, not yet. No, no, it was like it's funny. Straight out of Compton, like when there's like cops in the area, they like, hoo, 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 and <laughs> I have like signal. I have like lookouts everywhere, so I have people that call me and stuff. Like, hey, yo, like do, people that work in the areas. People that area? work in the areas. I mean, I have like a random people who are like, but they're not even calling. I don't like to call my tipsters because honestly, they're my friends. Like these are guys who I hang out with them when I'm not working. These are people I go see them when it's not when I know there's no celebrities in the area. I'll still go by and hang out with them. Like they're they're people like who just want to be a part of it. And sometimes like you know if it's a celebrity that they're they're a fan of i'll they know i can like sometimes be like, hey uh, robin thick do you mind taking a photo with this person and like no problem and they're cool enough they'll, they'll take a photo and that's you know my my friends my tipsters aka my friends they get the photos with so it's i have a lot of people in like in in new york city i know a lot of people in new york city who will let me know what's going on and stuff like that i feel yeah and do you and you know like so the, the tv shows that film here when they bring celebrities in do they do they have certain hotels that uh, like let's say uh, when Letterman was here? Did Letterman's show have a, its own hotel that they always use for really, guests? Not really, not really. But you know, some celebrities love certain hotels, and I don't want to call out anyone just to blow up their spot and just make it. Uh, you know, but you know, you know, some celebrity might every time he's there, he stays at this one hotel. You know, so if I know they're going to do Letterman or Colbert, I know they have to be there at a certain time. So if I show up there. When they're coming, you kind of know, you know, you kind of know where, what they like. You know, here's one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, every time he's in New York, he always goes to Nello for lunch. You know, he always goes to Nello for lunch. You know, oh, he's going to go to he's going to go to Nello at some point for lunch. So, you know, it's now will you try to get him before he goes in for lunch or on nah, his way out? I'm not going to wait out there. You know, usually I'll have, you know, usually I could just kind of know I have like it's be honest, it's gonna sound, I have like some homeless people with cell phones. And, like, they'll hit me up around the city. Like, I have some guys in Madison Avenue and Meatpack, and they'll hit me up like, dude, you're right. Arnold Schwarzenegger came in. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends, and uh, they they want to help me out, and I always try to help them out, too. And it's just fun. It's a, it's a fun game, you know? And, again, sometimes when these celebrities see me, I try to consider myself the naked cowboy for celebrities. You know, I, I want them to see me every time they come to New York during their trip. I try to, my goal is to let them see me at one point during their trip, you know, and just like, okay, like, there he is. But, you know, I'm not going to keep bothering them the whole entire trip. You know, I just try to put, I try to make sure I cross paths with them at one point during their trip. And, and then I want them to have a good experience. But, you know, a lot of people don't see, I always, when the camera's off, I always try to talk to the person off camera. I want them to know, 
you know, I'm a fan, I'm a friend, and also just like I'm a person. Like you could talk to me. Again, 90% of the celebrities are cool. 5% aren't into it, which I respect. The other 5%, you know, they're not the nicest people in the world. But I guarantee, but that 5% that I'm talking about, it keeps diminishing all day because they're learning that, you know what? A, TMZ's not that bad. He's not that bad. Like, that was kind of cool. So it's, uh, you know, I've had, I'm fortunate. I've had some good experiences. And you're not, like, I think uh, for me, when I hear paparazzi versus what TMZ does, I always feel like paparazzi, the people don't know they're being filmed or photographed. Yeah. No, I'm with TMZ, there's a camera right there. Yeah, I mean, talking to them. My thing's, I'm going for an interaction. You know, I'm trying to talk to them. Like, for me to get them walking down the street, I mean, Unless it's some crazy thing going on, like I don't care. They go walk. I don't. If you're with their family, go go have a nice day. You know, I'll I'll tell you where to get a good slice of pizza. You know, like uh, and but, and, but, and TMZ but, likes that the interaction. Yeah, they even that's what my goal is to have a fun interaction. Some people like get weird out like TMZ. I'm like, dude, you have nothing to worry about. You're not in the news. Like you're right. what are you what are you doing? You're just going. You're leaving a restaurant. They, don't worry about it. You I know? know we've had some, uh, there's been some stories, like sports stories on TMZ where I'm like, oh, let me see if I could grab the audio to play on the sure. show. But it is, it's a conversation. So it's, it, it doesn't really work in sound bites for us to, yeah. to take, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. So, and I thought, well, I guess that's what they're going for is, is to record the whole conversation and not just get a snippet or soundbite from somebody. I'll get whatever I could get. You know, it's to me, it's I'm squeezing as much water out of the sponge as possible. I mean, I'm going to try to, you know, if I, if I hook in a celebrity and like I said, they're kind of walking away from me, which is difficult. You know, it's difficult, but I'm going to try to get as much out of you before you go into that door. You get out of your car door and you're walking to some other door. I'm going to try to squeeze as much out of you as possible, as much words out of you, as much insight as possible with you. My goal is also to also stop you and maybe, you know, just talk to me, you know, and again, right. you know, the I've, I'm fortunate. I've, you know, I'm 31 years old. I've interviewed Oprah Winfrey. I've talked to Jimmy Carter. I've talked to LeBron James. I've talked, I mean, it's very, like the people I've talked to is amazing. You know, like I had a, I had an amazing interview with Oprah. Like I'm a proud of this interview with Oprah and it was, it was funny. It was fun. It was, it was educational. Like I talked to her about, um, right after, uh, Donald Sterling, the comments I said, I said, Oprah, what do you think about Donald Sterling's comments? And this actually, I'm going to talk, I'm going to pull back a little bit. This is a great story. I had, a cl- I had a tip that Oprah was doing CBS. I run after CBS and Oprah's coming out and Oprah comes out and I go, Oprah, you know, everything was talking about Donald Sterling. I asked Oprah, what do you, what do you think about the whole Donald Sterling situation? Her comment was, we're off the plantation now. We're not on the plantation anymore. Any-. And that's a huge line for her to say. That her, that comment from her went all over to Today's Show, Wall Street Journal. Everyone was talking about that line. Like, all papers picked that up. And then we talked a little bit else about, like, news and how she does her interviews. It was a fun, funny, but interesting interview. Someone from CBS hit me up later that day and said, hey, did you have that planned with Oprah? And I said, no. And they said, wow, because her publicist said not to talk about it, bring that stuff up. But, hey, listen, I didn't go through publicists. I went right to her. But then again, I got an amazing soundbite that became huge from that. You know, so it's just... You know, why not? Just, you know. And, and what's the process for you? So you get that soundbite. Yeah. Do you immediately get it into TMZ? Do you do it at the end of the day? How do you get For these something things? like that, I will go to my office. Again, it's a really small office in New York, and the rest of the company's based in L.A., and I'll just send it through the computer to the office so they get in L.A., then they kind of do whatever they want. I don't write the stories. All I do is the interview and stuff you like feed that. The, you I take feed the, the video, you feed the video, and you move on to your next Correct. I know celebrity. nothing about Exactly. I, f- I know nothing about cameras. I don't know how to edit. I don't write the stories. Uh, but then I send them the video, and then they kind of – 
you know, decide if they want to use the video, if they don't want to use the video. I mean, majority of my stuff probably doesn't make the show or website, but that's, you know, there's only so much they could use and do. But, you know, again, it's, there's no, uh, I go for people I'm a fan of, I'm interested in and stuff. And that's, that's my main goal. And do you have a schedule for yourself? Like, do you go, okay, um, let me take a look this week at uh, who's coming in for Colbert, who's coming in for the Today Show. Do you, is that just an automatic S- somewhat, thing for you? You know, and I try, I'll always look through because I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm really going to watch these shows too, but I'm like, oh, they're around town. So then all of a sudden, if I see a guy who kind of looks a little interesting and kind of hippie-ish i'm like wait that is steven tyler because he's in town because he's doing colbert so you know it's i'll kind of get the idea so i know someone who's around i don't really plan to say who i'm going to run into but yet again because the day is just so random you never know and you just never know what day is going to be i mean the most random day could be a huge like one of my this was great i had a you know a random day for me was they called me to do the roger goodell press conference and uh, the Roger Goodell press. This was right after the TMZ Ray Rice story, and they're like, "You have to go do this press conference." And I'm wearing a gym shorts and a gym shirt. Like I'm sweating, and I'm my hair's not even like I'm. I'm not even caring. And TMZ he, broke that story with the video. Yes, they had the video uh, of Ray Rice in the elevator that yeah. came out on TMZ. Yeah, so they had the press conference, Roger Goodell, and they had the press conference, and I I was at the press conference, and. They, they, I wasn't even planning to go to the press conference. I would have dressed up if I was knew I was going to the press conference, but everyone else is wearing suits. I show up looking like an eighth grader, and I asked a question at the press conference because the, the, they wouldn't give me the microphone for a while. And I finally got on the mic, and I raised my hand, and I told the, the some like young publicist, like, you see me raise my hand? Give me the microphone because they kept giving the microphone to uh, Rachel Nichols and Peter King. They kept going back and forth. I was like, dude, you see my hand up. Give me, you know, and finally. <laughs> Did they, they think you were like just a homeless gentleman who's yeah, wandering? They're like, who's this kid reporting for his high school newspaper? And I asked a question that became, uh, my question was, I forget, again, I, could, I might mess it up and I shouldn't mess it up. But it was like, Mr. Gilda, we found out through one phone call. You guys have a whole legal, legal department. Can you explain that to me? His answer wasn't really. It, the response from his answer really wasn't people didn't like his response the question that that i the comment that i said blew up it became in 2015 2014 the number four quote of that year like they had like a list like above like hillary clinton and stuff like that so it's like a random day you just never know what you're going to get yourself into like the other day i ran into charlie sheen i mean charlie sheen that's a huge interview right now but you never know who you're going to see who you're going to come across and that's what the exciting part about is and i'm a, I'm a one-man rock band it's not like i'm a whole team it's just right. me with a camera my hardcore like you know journalist but it's it's fun to me you know and again i'm meeting these people who i always wanted to meet and again i'm not going through the people because those people usually ruin for me my relationship is not with uh you know shacks you know no they know me you know like they're like oh what's up adam and so it's cool and i it, it wasn't always that easy but you know again like i said new york city my goal was to make new york city which is a big city and and there's not a lot of guys who are doing what i'm doing make it a small city and have a lot of know a lot of people around the city so they can let me know what's going on around the city. And that's how I made New York City, which is a big city, into a small city. So my normal day is usually I'll start the day uptown and kind of... What time? Usually around like 7.30, 8 o'clock a.m. And I'll start around 8 o'clock and then uh, I'll kind of move around uptown see what's going on because sometimes people are going around to the Today Shows, to The View, and they're kind of doing their whole media stops. And then I'll eat lunch around 1 o'clock and then I'll go usually go downtown the rest of the day. Now, are you a subway guy? You like go back and forth on the subways? No, I ride my bike. You do? I have a, I just got my first Metro card. Yeah, yeah, I just got my first Metro card. But usually I ride a bicycle. Okay. And I do the city bikes. So I ride city bikes up and down. So it's freezing. I, I invested in the uh, the uh, Canada Goose Jackets because I'm outside so long. But, you know, uh, I 
you know, I, I kind of ride my bike around and try to hit up spots. And I usually kind of walk or run or just kind of get around by bicycle a lot. And I drive around, too. I have a car in the city, too, and I drive a lot to spots. But I've been biking a lot more lately. It just kind of – it's a little bit easier sometimes. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I usually work like – I'm supposed to work like a 10-hour day or something like that. But I kind of always work a little bit longer because – Again, I enjoy it. Why wouldn't I want the chance to go talk to Magic Johnson? Why wouldn't I want the chance to go talk to David Robinson or, you know, Oprah or Ronda Rousey or something like that? That's what drives me. And that's why I told them. I was like, listen, I like the job, but that's what really drives me. I'm a fan. Like, who wouldn't want to go talk to these people? Right. Yeah. And then, so then your day ends up... Um... Usually I get done like 8, 9 o'clock at night. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It's Al's Boring Podcast with Al Dukes. Are you competitive with the other TMZ guys in New York? No, no, no. We all work together as a common goal, but, you know, it's not competitive because it doesn't really matter to me as far as numbers go. I don't, you know, my whole goal is I want I want to be the one to interview those people. Right. I mean, so it's, I mean, that's the competitive, but yet again, we're all cool with each other. We help each other. I give them, if I know something, I'll pass it around to them. A guy just hit me up before. And I'm like, yeah, you go take care of it. You know, it's, it's all, we're all cool. I mean, they, I'm not a competitive guy. I mean, the, again, the only thing that drives me is I want to have the chance to go talk to these people. I want to become friends with them. Again, I'm the guy – I struggled for a long time. I, I didn't have any opportunities. I had no job. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And now I'm finally able to, like, get in the club. But I don't really like to go to the club. I like to stand outside the club with the bouncers and bother the people when they come out. You know, that right. not even bother, but interact with them. It's more fun for me. You know, I like being the guy – you know, I don't come from this world. I come from a blue-collar town in New Jersey. And I like coming, you know, people, I like going in the back door and kind of creating my own thing. I like being this raw, this raw kind of uh, blue collar type guy getting these interviews. You know, it's not, it's not pretty. I'm not, you know, I'm not wearing hair and makeup and no team and no, nothing special. It's like, dude, it's just me. Like, give me a chance. And I, I, I like being that. It's just more real. And in the six years that you've been doing it, what's changed for you in those years? Like what, what has gotten easier? Anything easier as I wouldn't say anything's gotten easier, you know, as far as I know a lot more people in the city now and sometimes the celebrities know me. So they'll try to stop me a little bit more or they just kind of, you know, it's uh, I'd say easier because they might see me. They might know me. They give me the benefit of the doubt. So that part's become easier. You know, people on the street might see me from the TV show and stuff like that. And now they, they feel more confident talking to me. Or sometimes, like, if it's cold outside, security will let me kind of hang out inside for a little bit just to get warm. Yeah. Um, so that part's easier. The harder part is, you know, like the people on the street, you know, everything with cell phones, like, you know, if I'm doing this like interview on the street, people try to come up and kind of ruin the interview with the, and I, I get it, you know, I get it, but it's just tough because like, man, that interview, you just caused me a huge chance of making a viral video, you know, if, right. you, you just ruined my chance to get in this amazing interview with this person. And sometimes, you know, other uh, fans will kind of. You know, there's these people that kind of go around the city and just try to chase around celebrities for autographs and photos right. with and stuff like that. So they'll kind of like see me and just wait on me and stuff like that. Like they kind of like well, follow they're riding me around. Your they, they, there's people who could spot celebrities and there's people who could spot like paparazzi and me. And that's what they like. They get so it's kind of like oh, I kind of wanted this by myself, or you you might ruin it for me. But at the end of the day, again, I'm just I'm I'm really fortunate that I was finally given an opportunity. I'm, you know, I'm proud of what I'm doing. You know, and I've made it my own. I've made it. I've you know, Harvey's been TMZ's been really good to me, and you know, therefore it's led to opportunities. Like I got a game show now, and that's really exciting. And it's just I'm just having fun, and it's pretty cool. Like. 
you know, when people go to work on Sunday nights, it's hard for me. To, it's kind of this is sound really terrible to say. Some people might stress to go to work on Sunday nights. I get excited to go. I mean, literally, it's I I I enjoy what I'm doing. And then, do you take off on weekends? I. Do um, I take off on weekends, but my phone's always ringing. You know, like again, there's weekends I might I really want to work, but I try to take off on the weekends. And, and I do stand up comedy at night, so it's a long day, a long night of doing stand up. And TMZ's helped me with stand up comedy, and stand up comedy's helped me with TMZ. How can you judge like stand? I've always had an interest in stand up comedy, and, and to me, I always think like a guy. Let's, let's use Artie or Norton or one of these guys that plays theaters, right? And you go into the theater, and there's you know. 5,000 seats, and there's a microphone, a bottle of water, and a bench. And that's what's going to entertain you. It's, how, you know it's I mean? crazy, right? There's no band to hide behind. It's insane. It's There's really no other insane. actors on stage. Like, that is such a pure form of entertainment. It's insane. Like, literally, like, that's... I've been doing it long enough now where you forget how ridiculous it yeah. is. You know? I started... Um, when I was young enough and not realize how crazy it is when I'm doing it now, you know, I'm a little, so I'm used to it and it's, it's so insane to do that, but it's, it's, it's what kind of makes me feel normal. Like this weekend I opened up for Artie Lang, uh, at the stress factory in New Jersey. And you know, I had a lot of friends in the crowd and they're like, are you nervous? Like, I'm not nervous. I hate performing in front of my friends. Like to me, the, 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 the best part about standup is to go around a room in front of a hundred people or whatever, how many people in the room who don't know anything about you and to walk out and say, Hey, I know about this guy. And he's also funny. Like that's to me, stand up comedy, like me performing in front of my friends. Like that's not stand up. Like I don't try not to put my stuff on YouTube because like, then they'll say they saw me do stand up. Like right. you never saw me do stand up because you saw a YouTube video, come to a show, come to a live show and experience it. And, and it's, that to me is what kind of drives me. I love walking to a room and them seeing the first impression of me. I don't like to see the audience or them to see me before I go out. I like to see my their first impression of me is to me walk on stage, them to know nothing about me, nothing about me, and them to walk out and be like, hey, man, that guy's funny. I can relate to that guy and stuff like that. He's a funny person, you know? And that's, that's cool. And now six years into the TMZ thing, do you start to think, well, how long can I do this or how long should I do this? It's, uh, you know... I, I, you, you start to wonder, you start to ask yourself that and you understand, and you start to wonder what this medium is going to turn into because right. it's very new media, but you wonder how long it's going to be able to be acceptable, how long it's going to be, be able to do it. Um, you know, you, you, you wonder and you get nervous about that, but I, it's, it, I start to wonder and I don't know. And that's, that's the scary part about it. I don't know what I'm going to do next. You know, I, I know I'm going to, I have a game show in my, I have a game show I'm doing right now. It's through TMZ, but not through TMZ. It's just through the creator of TMZ, Harvey Levin. And, but you know, I still do what I'm doing and you hope at least, you hope that at one point, you know, it maybe leads, it stays the same. You know, you just don't know. It's very, right. we don't know what this medium is going to turn into. And how can you judge whether your stand up career is, is something that you can do for a living. I always wonder that. Like, how do you know when you've turned the corner there? Yeah, I, well, be personally, I depended on stand up for a living for about six months. And to me, it wasn't fun because I had to do like these ophthalmologist conventions where I knew I was going to bomb, but I needed a hundred bucks. Cash, yeah. And I was like, it felt like you're like the guy in the dunk tank, <laughs> right. you know, like the guy you're just, they're in the dunk tank and you're going to look like an idiot, but Hey, listen, you're, you'll take a hundred bucks. I, I don't want to just fully do stand up. I enjoy doing stand up, but I hope, you know, stand up is kind of like one side of me and the other side of me is I 
I didn't know I would ever be doing these celebrity interviews, but doing stand-up helped prepare me for these celebrity interviews and doing these interviews. And I think my interviews are as good as anyone else, and I feel like they're more fun and more interesting and, uh, than a lot of others. So, and then, again, that leads into what I'm doing, you know, where, what, where my, what my future is going to be. I don't know, and that's scary. You know, you hope that one of these celebrities is like, you know what, this guy's he's on to something, you know, and that's what you cross your fingers and hope for. But, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I'm with TMZ. They've been insanely good to me. They believe in me. They give me tons of opportunity. They give me a lot of freedom to let me be me and uh, and just be kind of ex- just they trust me. And, and, you know, and I'm again, for a guy who struggled for a long time for for doors to be keep closing on my face and to almost give up on this whole world to finally go in and not just going through the front door with open arms, going through the back doors and going through respect and people like, you know what? You have to respect hard work. You, you can't knock the hustle. To me, that's like the most gratifying thing. And has uh, Kane University asked you to come back to speak to students? about? No, no. They, they, should, they right? tweeted at me. Did you talk? I did, but I kind of, I kind of forced my way into it. They didn't really ask me. I was speaking to an old professor of mine, Doctor Baker. Who, yeah, sure, Doctor Baker. I know Doctor Baker. And I was talking to him, and it came up then, and then I went to for his class. But then he had invited other students. I wanted to go. How big was your turnout? It was whatever a classroom, and they were all looking at me like I was on another planet. Yeah, I don't know that everyone's interested in radio as much as I'm interested yeah. in radio. But, but I feel like, listen, you're a local kid. I'm a lo- who's got a national presence. You're on TMZ. That's a huge thing. Yeah. That's a very unique job. It's very unique. It's very unique. And I have an interesting story. You know, I'm like, you know, I've, uh, you know, I'm not successful, but, you know, I'm doing what I almost gave up on because, you know, and I kind of made my own path in a way. So I think I'm an in- I have an interesting story. Yeah. Maybe they'll bring me back, but maybe they'll let me get my master's for free or something like that. So I'll maybe charge them if I come back and talk. I mean, I am speaking yeah, really? at an elementary school for career day. That's so. nice. Yeah. Right, elementary school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm speaking at elementary school for career day. Listen, kids, you got to grab a camera. Yeah. Grab a camera, walk around, avoid bodyguard punches, and, uh, just be nice, and you'll have a job at TMZ. Now, if we went to your apartment in New York City, would we think it would have been bigger, or is it bigger than we think it should be? I think it's rightfully. It's, it's right it's, about it, where yeah, we it's think. right about. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing special, right? You know, it, and do you have celebrity type things on your walls? No, I do have some amazing ce- celebrity memorabilia. Like that's one of the cool things I have. Like I, I try to collect some cool autographs. Do you do that? I, I mean, don't. No, you don't. I, I have, like. like to, I like to get a picture with like athletes that i was into when i was a kid sure that i like the I new guys i'm not interested in yeah i have yeah i'm with you on that i but have the ones like, from your childhood that stuff that's interesting i get photos with celebrities if it's there you know if i can i'm like hey listen take a photo of me and they're most you know again they're really cool with that but i have some stuff like i have uh you know a basketball signed by magic johnson i have like some adam sandler signed at big posters i have a uh, mac Roning from the simpsons uh he drew me uh bart and stuff like that. So that's stuff like that's really cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I have some pretty cool memorabilia. One day, like if I have an office, uh, I'd like to frame it and put it in my place. Just like, you know, that was pretty cool. You know, and uh, Jeff Bridges drew me. And uh, like that's I, I framed that. Sam Simon uh, drew me some Simpson people. So that's stuff I would love to just, you know, hang out in my office if I ever yeah. get an office one day. My office right now is in the streets of New York City. That's right. what I deal with. I deal with like... You know, yeah, TMZ's based in L.A., and I don't really deal with them that much. Like, I do and I don't. Like, the people I deal with are the people on the street, the construction guys, the UPS guys, the mailmen. Those are my friends. Those are my people. Would you want to go to L.A. and do this? No, no. I mean, it depends. I, 
unless I had a, a different opportunity or the game show took off, I go to LA. But for do for what I'm doing now, I'm a big fish in a small pond. You know, mm-hmm. I've made New York like what my goal was to make a big city into a small city and make myself so uh connected to a lot of these places that, you know, I, I know New York. I have a lot of friends here. My family's here. And if I go to LA, it's like starting over again. And something about New York's just more real. It's more I, I just love it here. It's a good energy, good vibe. And when uh, friends from out of town come to New York, do they kind of expect you to like tell them where all the hot spots uh, are? I do. I take. I. Uh, my, do you ever uh, take anybody along for the day I on, took, on uh, your journey? On a weekend one day, I uh, my girlfriend her uh, her parents came to town and they're big TMZ fans. So like they, I took them on like a lap like that I usually kind of do through near West Village. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, I saw a bunch of paparazzi. So I called the paparazzi and I said, uh, "Hey, listen, do you mind uh, flashing the photos on my?" My my fam- they're, they're her family and they're like yeah no problem so we start walking down the street next thing you know they turn like oh my god there they are and they start taking there's flashes going everywhere they're going nuts they're like what the hell's going on they're flipping out and then all of a sudden the, but the paparazzi was waiting for Rihanna I said you want to film Rihanna and then he's like okay her, my girlfriend's father so he grabs his cell phone and we're in the paps with the paps filming Rihanna like just you know like he was it was like my off day but I watched him do it with the paps yeah so that was kind of funny so but again I there's nothing more the the thing I love best about this job like I told you earlier i've been able fortunate enough to meet a lot of celebrities there's nothing i love better than getting my friends who i know and you let and i always ask people if you can meet three people who are the three people you'd love to meet and i love to let people meet the people they always dreamed of meeting to me that's like the coolest thing yeah it's amazing and uh who in your cell phone if you texted would text you back who's the most impressive name Oh, I don't uh, like if you need to get if, like, text here's the best back. part is I'm wondering if they want to know that they're friends with me. I, oh, I see. Do, you know, <laughs> like I'm like, do, do they let them? But like, we're actually friends. Like we actually text right. and stuff like that. Yeah. The biggest name. Uh, we're like, if you were at dinner with your buddies and uh, you got a text from so-and-so. Yeah. Like, I guess cow. like Obama or something like that. <laughs> Somebody like that. Yeah. Just Obama. Somebody like the president. Sha- I'm friends with Shaq's pretty cool. So Shaq. I've gotten Shaq, but I don't like, we're, we're like, it's not like he like tips me up. Like we're just like. I, from doing the job, became friends, and like he'll, we, I, like I got to know him. Like we're like we're friends. He's the first one to reach out to me for my show. And I was like, hey man, awesome, congratulations. Like you know, you're a good guy. And like just he's just he's my bro. He's my friend. He's from Jersey, you know. And I think again, the same thing with Oprah said to me one day, and Matt Lauer said to me one day. You know what? I like you. You have to respect someone who's working hard for themselves. I know it. I'm not some. I don't have the fanciest clothes. I don't have. You know, I'm not. A, I, I'm not a pretty boy. I'm a seven. Um, so, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I I just want them to respect the hustle. And at the end uh, of the day. and what uh, are you missing? Anything now? Sitting here doing this podcast. What if there's a good celebrity? Running there's a lot around? of people around. It's Fashion Week, so the Kardashians are around. Kanye is around. Kanye's got oh, his fashion show to week, this you week. Get Kanye. Uh, uh, no, Lamar Odom's around. Apparently, oh, really? They they. they he should be around. Lamar Odom's around. That's a big one if you see him because you want to see what state he's in. Right. I mean, if I get any video of Lamar, you know, that's a big video, you know, because people want to see what he looks like now because we really haven't seen much of him like as far as video or if he if, if he talks. I mean, we we don't know. Um, but right now is like a fun time to be in New York City because it's fashion week. It sucks because it's cold. But it's an interesting time to be here. And your game show is on locally in the New York area yeah, on, the, on the, Channel 9. Channel 9. We sold it to... Um, we did. Uh, we shot sixty-eight episodes this summer. Wow, around that, and um, we're gonna air forty for this season. Then it repeats forty. We uh, we gave it to Fox. Fox ordered it as a test run. It's five days a week. It's called South of Wilshire. You can find out when and where the show airs at southofwilshire.com. It's a fun game show. Like I never thought I'd be hosting a game show. Like that was just not in my vision. But then I did it. I enjoyed it. I mean, 
I could be next Pat Sajak. Who knows? Yeah, I'd love to host a game show. That seems like fun. It's fun. It's a really cool game show. And it's a game show, like, I feel I'm proud of this game show. It's a fun game show. And uh, we have celebrities on the game show. And, like, Shaq's on the show. Ronda Rousey. Uh... Uh, DMX, Rick Ross, you know, like it's a fun celebrity game show. It's uh, it's a it's a show. It's a game. I feel like some people in my generation they don't watch Jeopardy because they don't know the answers. Right. This show is one that takes no energy to play, but Perfect. you really kind of start testing yourself. I like Jeopardy when it's like high school week because it's easier. Yeah, they dumb it down a little it, bit. They dumb it down a little bit. Now, who's a celebrity that you would like to meet? Well, I'll tell you what. My, one of my favorite people who I've wanted to meet, and he's not around much anymore, is Richard Simmons. I love Richard Simmons. You ever right. meet Richard Simmons? No, but I was a he's, huge Stern fan. As was, a Stern fan, he's he was amazing. Tremendous. He's like, I like my people I wanted to meet were just weird people. They, like, they say he's reclusive now. Yes, yeah, so like he doesn't come out. Yeah. I don't. We don't know what his deal is, but uh, I always want. But I've gotten to meet him. So the person I want to meet now, I mean. I guess Obama, but I don't know how cool Obama would be because he's just right. so. But I mean, Bill Clinton's pretty cool. I've met Hillary; she's pretty cool. Jimmy Carter, I've met. Met Bush. I mean, that was pretty cool. There, ha- I can't really think of anybody who I haven't met. Like you know, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. You know, like some of them I like to talk more to. You know, um, you know, like someone who I you know someone who I always wanted to meet, and then I became I got to meet him and I actually become friends with him is a uh, David Spade. Like, you know, you always hear him on Stern, and he's one of those guys. He's like a bro. You want to, like, I like those bro-type guys, like yeah. the John Stamuses, the David Spades, like those, those kind of Stern guests, who he, the Jimmy Kimmels. Like, those are the guys that I feel like you could just hang with and just kind of BS with. Brad Pitt, awesome guy. Matt Damon's a cool dude, you know? So I I can't really think of anybody who I haven't met. Spade did a great interview with uh, Mark Maron recently. Amazing. Really. Amazing. I mean, so interesting about guy, his dad and right, stuff like that. Right, just like it was... No topics off limit. It was very open and honest. That was a really very great Very inspiring, one. and he's yeah. very open, very real. And uh, he, that interview was, I, 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 last time I saw him, I said to him, by the way, that Marin interview was so, like, I, if, when I hear interviews like that, like, they inspire me, and I just, they help calm me. It's kind of like therapy for me, so I feel like I'm not the only one. Right. You know, and uh, Spade's interview of how he had struggled with his dad and didn't have a dad for the majority of his life, and how he didn't know if he was going to be picked up for SNL every week and have that fear and that anxiety of being on a big platform and not being able to have a job the next year, you know, right. like it's just, that was a great interview, you know? Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Mark Myron does great ones. Who was your person? If you could meet, like who's well, the one person you really want to meet? I would love to meet Howard Stern, Bruce Springsteen. And I met briefly, uh, just a quick handshake, David Letterman, but he would be my other one to have Dave, like yeah, sure. two minutes with. I'd but, be scared of Letterman though. Yeah. I'd be more scared about Letterman than Howard. Like Howard, you know, Howard's, Howard could be nice. He'll put the charm on, but Letterman's just like, you feel like he's judging you the whole entire time. You feel like you have to perform. Yeah. I met, I, uh, I worked at K-Rock during Howard's last, um, probably six months. Uh-huh. And I what were you doing there? I worked with a Booker in the afternoon. Oh yeah. yeah, Booker was a great show. Yeah, so I was I was Nick like Stevens. His, I was like his sidekick. I was I was right before when I left. Then I I think uh, we were doing some stuff with Nick, and then was that uh, with Jill the hot intern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in that I, I, era. She was so hot. I had her on Facebook. I was like, I was like this girl's so hot. Smart. Yeah. Um. So I passed by Howard in the hallway once. But he walked with his head down like a sh- like he was very shy. Yeah, and 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 I was too shy to say hi. I don't want to bother him. Yeah, that was it. So I passed him in the hallway. And yeah, and Bruce Springsteen would be a great one. Yeah, I met. How- I got to talk to Howard a few times, like when, when I when I worked there. And then I TMZ'd him, and I didn't want to TMZ him because you hear him talk about it on air. Right. Like, but then all of a sudden, sometimes he's like, you know, I saw my red carpet events, and he knows what to do. He's pretty nice about it, and he's. 
You know, I, I love what he said about TMZ. He goes, TMZ's great. He's like, they make a whole show about celebrities running away from him. So it's, <laughs> I was like, you know what? He's right. It's kind of funny. Since Howard's been going through therapy for so long, he's actually a much sweeter, nicer man. He's good. Like I mean, in the 90s, that guy was... He was. He's hard to find too. Cause he he's was a, mean. Of was all great. the people at series, he takes the uh, the uh, the car, the like the uh, service elevator. The service elevator. Yeah. So you don't see him. Like no <laughs> one sees him. He's kind of like a phantom there. Yeah, I love Howard Stern. Well, if you get me to meet Howard Stern, Bruce Springsteen, at the same time would be great. If that's asking too much. <laughs> Thank you for coming in, Adam. Thank you, Al. This is cool. Adam Glynn from TMZ and South of Wilshire. South of Wilshire, southofwilshire.com to find out when and where the show airs. Perfect. Thank you, Adam. See you. Thank you, Adam.